Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night. I tell you, I look forward to Wednesday night every single week. And uh, I don't know, maybe even a little more so since we've been bringing it in this format because it really, really gives me an opportunity to just teach you God's word, get it down in your spirit, get it through the ear gate and the mind gate and down into your heart. Take that 18 inch drop from your mind to your heart where it transfers itself from Logos word to rhema word, full of the power and the glory of God, the debar of God. And that's what we're going to be after tonight. I don't know about you. I am just absolutely still rocking and reeling from the word that the Holy Ghost brought forth Sunday morning. And I want you to know it has not let me go, and I have not let it go, and I'm going to be continuing right in that same vein after his passion, a Holy Ghost awakening. So you want to make sure to write that down. You're going to be with me when we get started on, uh, on uh, this coming Sunday, be the second message in that series. If you haven't watched it, make sure you go to any of our outlets and watch that. Do it tonight before you go to bed. And uh, you may have to you may have to stay up a little later because you'll be shouting the praises of God or you'll be on your face before God. <laughs> One of the two, but either way, you'll be refreshed in your sleep and have a better day tomorrow as a result of it. Now you remember that I'm not uh, anything other than an audience participation preacher. We got a technical issue over here, gentlemen, in a, in a major way. So they'll keep working on that, and you stay right here with me. Last week, we had an audio problem, I think. I went out for a few minutes, and then it came back on, and it, it was... Uh, it took a few minutes to get it, but praise God, we got it, and uh, we uh, we worked right through it. Now, if you've got your Bible, I want you to remember a couple of things. Number one, I am an audience participation preacher, and that means after every single live event that we have, and we, we've had up to seven a week, thank God more people are hearing the gospel than ever. And we are so very, very thankful for it. Uh, and we're thankful for those of you in the Great City Harvest Network, those of you that are former World Harvest Bible College or, or uh, Valor Christian College students uh, that are joining in with us. We love to know if you're a, if you're a Harv member, if that's your home church or World Harvest Church, Elkhart, your home church, or if you've ever enjoyed Dominion Camp Meeting, uh, all those things. So comment and let me know if this is being a blessing to you. So let me let me give you our schedule. So this tonight, I'm going to be sharing with you. And uh, if you've got your Bible, you want to get it ready over to Deuteronomy chapter 32. I'm going to bring you a message tonight as I begin a brand new series, God's Got You Covered. God's Got You Covered. Just say it. God's got me covered. I'm covered. You know, when you're in the military and you're heading, advancing toward the enemy, 
All those around you say, I've got you covered. Well, God's got you covered right now. And I'm going to bring you the first installment of this Wednesday night series entitled Soaring with Eagles. God's got you covered soaring with eagles. So turn your Bible, get it ready. Your Bible says, as an eagle, the Lord did lead. Well, what is that? Sean Sams, Professor Professor Sean Sams, who last week at Valor Christian College Chapel online live did an amazing job bringing the word of God to us. And uh, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, Thursday morning, 10 o'clock, on all of our live outlets. So what do we have? You guys help me remember. We've got Facebook Live. We've got Instagram Live. We've got rodparsley.tv. We've got YouTube Live. That's the best way to do it, to put it on your smart television. So any of the outlets, we are there for you. And Ashton Blair is going to be in Valor Christian College Chapel tomorrow morning. Harvest Music Live is going to be there, and you be right here so that you won't miss one thing that God's doing. So we're glad to have Don Sanderson. Look at that. We've got another Valor Christian College professor joining us right now, and we're praying for his beautiful wife, Sherry, who has has been attacked physically, but is getting stronger every day, and we speak that to you. I'm just giving you a minute or two to get yourself acclimated, to tell all your friends that you are watching Pastor Rod live on a brand new series entitled God's Got You Covered. And tonight, we're gonna talk about soaring with eagles. Are you ready for it? All right, get in those comments now and let's have a great time together. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 11 and 12. Now, I'm gonna be bringing it to you from the Amplified Bible. And the reason for that is in this particular chapter, it helps us to understand exactly what God is communicating when you hear it from the Amplified Version, which in these verses is much closer to the original, all right? And we're gonna point out something right from the very beginning. Deuteronomy 32, verses 11 and 12 from the Amplified. Here it is. As an eagle that stirs up her nest, that flutters over her young, that spreads abroad his wings, and he took them and he bore them on his pinions. So the Lord alone led him. There was no foreign God with him. Now listen. I pointed out to you because I put the emphasis on the right syllable. I put the emphasis on the right syllable. In in 90% of other renderings of those verses, they use only the feminine gender. All four of those things that we witness the eagle doing, 
Hello, Chris Lewis. We love you. Thank God for what you're doing with those wonderful, wonderful children at the harp. Listen, so in this verse, there are actually two feminine statements and two masculine statements, but they're both celebrating the faithfulness of God while at the same time they're chronicling the unfaithfulness of God's people. Now, this is the swan song of Moses. Many theologians have called it. First of all, Moses wrote it. Secondly, Moses spoke it. Thirdly, Moses taught it to Israel. They copied it over and over, and in fact, they were required to memorize it. God now has found Israel in this passage in a, a waste-howling wilderness of desert. Hear me? Get the context. They're in the waste-howling wilderness, and then God turned it and gave them prosperity and privilege. So Moses uses this setting so that he can illustrate to you and me divine government, God's government, and God's grace. Now, pause right there. You cannot have God's glory without God's government. You cannot have God's grace without God's government. So there has to be divine order. And I'm going to show you what's going on right now as everybody is sequestered, as everybody is made to be still. Boy, you talk about some folks having some difficulty with stillness. I, I, I know that had I not walked through two years of, of absolute sequester, most of it right here in this very room, when I was attacked with vocal cord cancer, God slowed me down. He held me back. He let me be sequestered. And in those times, times like this one right now, don't be one of those that's kicking against the pricks. Calm down. Settle down. Moses had been 40 years in the wilderness keeping flocks. While he was there, no doubt many, many times, he did what I did yesterday, which prompted this message in me. Between World Harvest Church, where I was for 12 hours on those Zoom meetings, <laughs> thank God for them, and between there and my house, there is a state park. It's a wetlands. And I drive through it going and coming. I have for over 40 years. So while I was coming over to my left, I know where they are. There is a huge nest in the tops of the trees. And that is the nest of two bald eagles. They've been there now for about three years. And last night I saw them. Well, that's what Moses did. Moses watched the moving of those great majestic beasts. 
So 40 years before him singing this song, God had said to Moses, here's where his song came from, Exodus chapter 19, verse 4. God said, I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. So now Moses is singing the song that I shared with you. This illustration that Moses gives you and me speaks to where we're living right now. First of all, it speaks of the tenderness of God, but I'll show you it also speaks to the toughness of God, to God's sensitivity and to the strength of God. Hello, Mark Shermer, Elder Mark Shermer, one of my greatest prayer warriors alive today. We love you. Thanks for joining us. And then secondly, it speaks of the passion and the power and the purpose of God. Verse 11, there we see the eagle's activity as an eagle that stirs up her nest, flutters over her young. He spread abroad his wings. He took them. He bore them on his pinions. There is the purpose of God. Next, verse 12, that was the activity of the eagle in verse 11. In verse 12, the purpose of the Lord is revealed as an eagle. <laughs> he did lead them. So we see the purpose of God in the second half, and we see the activity of the eagle in the first half. So we see activity without purpose until we read the Verse 12, and then we see the purpose for the activity. That gives us the method of God. So what he's saying to us is he's revealing to us a revelation of God's government. So in this time, how will God lead you? I am just, I wanted to say flipping. I'm just flipping amazed at how many people are constantly searching for the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and rarely do they find it. When it's something that just comes naturally in my spirit, and it has all my life, here are the keys of how God will lead you. First of all, he's going to stir something up. He's going to get you uncomfortable with your comfort. Secondly, he's going to brood over you. Brood. That's, that's what he's talking about when he says flutters. It's actually brood. Let me help you understand what brood means. Right over there outside that window, about that far outside that window, there's a beautiful morning dove, and it's sitting on a nest right now, what is it doing? It's brooding. I'll get into it a little later. And then we switch from the female to the male, and we hear God will lead us by spreading abroad his wings. Judith in Canada, God bless Canada. Third, thirdly, he spreads those mighty wings, and then fourthly, he carries you. Hmm. Now, in the Word of God, in your Bible, the eagle is a symbol of divinity. It's a symbol of deity. It's a symbol 
of God and his power and his purpose. Ezekiel, you'll remember in your Bible, he was captive at the river Kibar. He had a vision of God there. He saw lightnings coming out of a wheel in the middle of wheels. And in that great, great vision, which by the way, visions are increasing right now, watch for them. Dreams are increasing right now, watch for them. True prophetic words that you can utter are being revealed right now. I don't wanna get into awakening, I'll get back to that on Sunday morning. But what Ezekiel saw were four faces. He saw a lion, authority. He saw an ox, service, serving. He saw a man, the apex of the creation of God. He saw an eagle with those piercing and powerful eyes, those mighty, majestic wings, those eyes that could see to heights and wings that could soar to heights and dive to depths that were beyond any human ability. Deity, see what no one else sees, hallelujah. Go where no one else goes. John had a similar experience. John on the Greek island called Patmos. It was 20 miles off the coast of Ephesus in the eastern reaches of the Aegean Sea. Now, John the Revelator, after he was boiled in oil three times and refused to die, was given on that island the greatest revelation of Jesus Christ ever given to a human person while he was captive, while he was sequestered, while he was still under the captivity of the Roman emperor Domitian. He saw John the same. I can hear you, Ashton Blair, saying, John, John, I can hear you. <laughs> My great friend Tommy Bates, anytime I'd preach from the book of Revelation, he'd say, John, John, and Ashton likes to do that. Well, while he was there, he was given the same vision a lion, an ox, a man, and an eagle. Now the lion in Matthew's gospel, I wish I had time to go into all of it with you. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Mark, he is the servant, priest, and sacrifice. That's the ox. In Luke, he's a man, the apex of God's creation. And in John, Jesus is revealed to us as the eagle of divine deity. Now, let's talk about the revelation of God's parenthood. Debbie Peterson, I knew you were waiting on this. We talked about it last night, and you, she said, I can't wait. All right, well, here we go. Now, we're going to talk about the duality of the nature of God, female, male, mother, Father, the parenthood and leadership of God. As a mother, we understand that she stirs her nest. Oh my great God, I, I wanna go off now. I wanna go on one of those rabbit trails, but I'm not gonna do it. 
she stirs. What does that mean? She awakens, hallelujah. She awakens those little eaglets. She wants to disturb them from their slumber. Oh my good God, what a picture of where we are right now. You're uncomfortable, aren't you? God has awakened you, hasn't he? You're more God conscious than you've ever been. Your Bible is getting new meaning. You're watching more preaching and teaching and praise and worship than you ever have. Why? You have been roused by being made uncomfortable. Ashton Blair does those, uh, does those, uh, what are they called, Johnny, on Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. She does those stories of waking Austin up. And I, it, gets, it gets more views than anything in the world. She goes in his bedroom with her phone on, and she stirs him up. And let me tell you, he does not like his slumber, his comfort, his warmth, his ease, to be disturbed, can I tell you? That's exactly where the body of Christ has been. Do you know why? Get ready, get ready to tweet this. Trinidad and Tobago, we love you, we love you. Let me know where you're watching from. Come on, talk to me. I need you to talk to me. Listen, we needed to be stirred up. Here's why. Most of the church, most, was asleep in Zion. Why were they asleep? Well, I don't know about where you're watching in the world. Don't know about Trinidad and Tobago. Don't know about London. Don't know. But I do know this. In America, Thanksgiving means turkey. And then it means a good long nap. Because, get ready to tweet it, overfeeding leads to slumber. When you are full and no longer hungry, sleep follows. The church has been fed and fed. Pakistan, Australia are on with us right now on Instagram Live. God bless you. 30 churches we have in Pakistan. I hope you're a part of one of them. Mm. Second, she flutters, she broods, she waits. She sits on that nest. Why? Why? That beautiful turtle dove right over there sits on that nest. She's there when I come out in the morning. She's there when I go to bed at night. Why? She's sitting. Hmm, how difficult is it for us to sit, to be still? Zambia is joining us right now, all over the world. How hard is it to stay at home? How hard is it not to go running to and fro? Daniel said in the last day, people can run to and fro, not even know where they're going, just going, just have to go. And now you can't. You're sitting. Do you know why God has you sitting? brooding because there's new life about to hatch forth. I want to get up and run around this study. I want to shout 
the high praises of God, we're about to birth something in the earth that has never been birthed before. There's about to be something birthed in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind, in your family, in your business that's never been birthed before because God got you to sit. He's right now incubating that vision. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's right now getting ready to watch your vision come to life. Now let's look at the fatherhood. He spreads his wings and then he catches and carries those eaglets. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 is fundamental. God created man in his image. Imagio Dei. He made man a reflection of who he was. Watch this now. So those eagles the mother and the father, they reflect the nature of their father. Those eaglets will reflect their parents. Therefore, they become the object of the eagle's love. <laughs> you and I, even on our worst day, we reflect the nature of God and we are the object of God's love. You've heard me say it a hundred times. God's got an issue, man. He just can't stop loving you. Now let me give you a revelation of God's strength as Moses put it forth here. That eagle is strong. The eaglet is weak. An eagle's strength equals the eaglet's security. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, here it is, let me get to it. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's what God says to you. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones, to him belong. We are weak, but he he is strong. Those eagles' wings are so mighty. In the midst of a storm, they beat back the wind or they adjust those mighty wings so that they can catch the wind and soar above that storm in a conflict. When someone's trying to get or something's trying to get to those eaglets, they are covering those eaglets. They are protecting those eaglets. Remember what Jesus said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. That's what he's saying to you right now. Oh, Amanda Crab, Amanda Crab, at the time I would have gathered you together under my wings, but you would not. And when an enemy comes, that mighty eagle takes those mighty wings and beats back every adversarial force. Ha, I don't know what happens to me on these Wednesday nights. The anointing of God just comes like a mighty blanket, and I thank you for it, Jesus. Under this anointing, I speak comfort to you right now. I speak peace to you right now. I speak a settledness to you right now. Healing. Whew. Is in his wings. <laughs> Be healed. 
Let anxiety go. This is not a time for you to be anxious because you can't go running to and fro. This is not a time for you to have panic attacks because you can't get to the, you know, bowling alley or whatever. This is a time, hallelujah, to settle. Settle. God's getting ready to burst something forth. Mark those wings. Look at that eagle's wings. Someone said, oh, the gentleness of the brook. The brook is not gentle. Obviously, you've never been around any brooks. Brooks are not gentle because the water is forced over rocks. It rushes. A brook roars when the rain is released. You want to look at gentle? I'll show you gentle. Go out to the ocean and watch a little child walk out through the sand, put its feet into the water and watch those gentle waves wash over that baby's feet to the shore. Why? Because the ocean is the true representation of gentleness. It's strength under restraint. Did you ever shoot a bow and arrow? That's what's happening right now. You're being drawn back like a wave. Do you know that every wave that comes forward was first taken back and then released? That's what God's about to do. There's about to be an awakening. You're about to know God like you've never known him. You're about to walk with God like Enoch. You're about to hear the voice of God. You're about to speak the word of God. Jacob Pierman, I love you. You are here every Wednesday night and I love you. Listen, friends, God is doing something so amazing in this moment. He is using this, this devilish thing and he's going to get great, great glory out of it. You mark this preacher's words. Now, now we're going to get a revelation of God's method of leading. He's going to stir you. There's going to be an awakening. There's going to be a disturbing. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. In this world, you will have tribulation. You will have persecution. Wipe your nose, little buckaroo, and grab yourself by your own bootstraps and pull yourself up. We used to say it this way when I was around the rodeo all the time, cowboy up. Come on now, refuse to allow God to leave you as he found you. God's not going to make, okay, I'll, I'll settle down. God's not going to make a life for you that makes him unnecessary. Are you finding out how necessary he is? Especially here in the United States of America, dear Lord, we are so spoiled. We are, we are so so self-interested. Let me give you a PRP quote, and I hope you'll get it and share it with everybody you know. A life, Botswana, we bless you. A life that is not disturbed by God is dying. 
I rest my case. A life that is not disturbed by God is dying. You don't exercise those muscles of yours. Atrophy will set in, and it is same in the spirit. But what's going on right now is God's got you separated. He's got you away from the hustle and the bustle and the clamor and the clanking of the world around you. It's got your attention. This is the time to exercise those spiritual muscles. Don't you dare let your spiritual life become atrophied now. Don't you sit around. Don't you sit around and, and watch, you know, Netflix 12 hours a day. And don't be in your garden five hours a day. My great God, seek the face of God. You've got time to do it. Don't ever form. Gloria Early, you know how much I love you. Don't form a false estimation of a disturbed life. Don't form a false estimation of a disturbed life. God's at work. God said, I took the bread and then I blessed the bread, and then I broke the bread so I could give the bread. God is getting ready to give you to your family, to your spouse, to your children, to those over whom you have influence as he has never given you before. Because when you come out of this, you're coming out different than you went in. I prophesy it to you. First Peter 5.10 but the grace of God, hallelujah, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while, make you perfect and establish you and strengthen you and settle you. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 and 27, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he is promising yet once more, <laughs> once more, Lord, I shake not the earth only, but also the heaven. Those things which cannot be shaken, they will remain. And when they remain, they're stronger, mightier. Listen. This thing is destined to move you from good to better, from enough to overflow. Watch now. That, that mighty male eagle grabs that little eaglet up off its comfy, down-covered nest takes it on its wings and drops it. He plunges uh, that little eaglet into chaos so that he will learn to trust. Sleep and death are twin brothers. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Think about the potter. The potter says, the clay says to that potter, I don't know the purpose, but I know. The clay says, I don't know my purpose yet, but I know the potter. 
All right, here we go now. That mother eaglet broods, it hovers. It's just there. Haven't you found that? Haven't you found that in this time, God just seems to be everywhere? He's assuring you. That's what that mother eagle does to those eaglets. Love assures that it has disturbed, but it's still active. The love of God will get you out of your comfort zone, but it will snuggle up next to you and say, I'm still here. It gives no explanation. It doesn't have to give an explanation. It's enough to know God is there. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's there brooding, protecting, providing everything we need. Hear that little eaglet. He's here. I'm at peace. He's here. I'm not abandoned. He's here. I have hope beyond the scope of human limitation. He's here. If God is for me, who can be against me? Shema. Jehovah, Shema, the God who is present right now. Come on now, let me bring this thing around the corner. (laughs) Thirdly, that father eagle reveals the purpose of the disturbance and the brooding. He perches on the edge of that mighty nest and he spreads those great wings and those little eaglets, you ought to see them. They're, they're, trying to, they're, they're trying to imitate daddy. Those little eaglets then spread those little wings. They're saying, if daddy can do it, I can do it. Are you listening to me? They say, I may not look exactly like him. I may not talk exactly like him or walk exactly like him or fly exactly like him. Yet, but I shall. I've seen it. I've seen it in the vision. I've seen the reflection of my own nature. I've searched the word. I've studied the prophets. I know what God's doing. We have faith because God is in us now. We imitate him as dear children. Don't look at your brother or sister and say, well, they didn't get it all right. Well, neither do you. We're children. Those little eaglets look as uncoordinated as they can possibly look, but it's all right. They keep their eyes on that mighty eagle like Peter keeping his eyes on Jesus walking across the water and then. They're doing their best to fly. That's what you do. You do your best to fly. No man ought to think more highly of himself than he ought. Tia Coleman, I love you. They're falling. That's how you feel. I've done everything I know to do, but I'm falling. But I'm falling. Trust. Because that great eagle swoops down, and just before that little eaglet smashes on a rock, Here he comes. We try and fall, but we never fail because underneath we find the everlasting arms of God. It's only by falling that eagles learn to fly. Shall I tell you again? 
It's only by falling that eagles learn to fly. You always be up or getting up. Don't you ever be down. Now let's look at the purpose of divine government. Divine government, government it, it means the end of our weakness. Only by struggle can strength be gained. I found the other day a little cocoon, not the other day when my father was still alive. We were out walking on the back acreage there and I found a little cocoon and I had my pocket knife and I started to open that up and Dad Parsley said, don't open that. I said, why not? He said, because while that butterfly is in that cocoon, it can't go where it wants to go. It can't do what it wants to do. It can't spread, the, spread those beautiful monarch butterfly wings. But he's not in there asleep. He's pushing. Why? To build up those mighty wings. He's pushing. That's what you should be doing right now. You should be lifting spiritual weights. You're pushing. You're pushing against the depression. You're pushing against the anxiety. You're pushing against what you would like to do. My father said, if you open that, before that butterfly gains its own strength, it'll never fly. Are you ready to fly? Are you ready to soar with eagles? Everything I just shared with you and more is in this little book. I just got it. It's called Soaring with Eagles. No one's ever seen it. This is one of the greatest messages God ever released through me. I want you to get the whole thing and then it is part of the series from this great book, God's Got You Covered during this whole thing. I'm gonna walk you step by step. We are going to learn how to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You are abiding right now under those great eagle wings. Did you hear me? Right now, Marie Shepherd, right there where you are, Wherever you are, whatever you're involved in, pause just a moment and think about it. Angela Dunbar, I love you. He's made our situation uncomfortable. He is brooding over us. He's protecting us. He's covering us. He's keeping us warm by his own being. He's standing up next to us and showing us not what we are, but what we can be. The enemy's not attacking you because of who you were or who you are. He's attacking you because he already seen your father and he knows that you're gonna be raised up just like him. The works that I do, I told you Sunday, Jesus said, shall I do in greater works because I go to my father. Listen, listen. I just release to you now a calming spirit, a peaceful spirit. 
see him standing over you. Know that he that abides under the shadow of the Almighty. Begin to say of the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God. In you do I trust. Surely you have delivered me from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. Hallelujah. And from the wasting disease, be calm. But do not let your posture be to survive this time. Let your posture be that God Almighty has stirred your nest. He's hovering over you. He's brooding over you. He's showing you the might with which you can mount up with wings as an eagle. And he's even dropping you out in the midst of something you're trying to do, but you're falling, but you will not fail. He's coming right now, rescue. Maybe that's what you need right now. Maybe you need rescue right now. Lord God, stretch out your mighty wings. Put your people in your great hands and wrap your mighty arms around them. Bring them to your presence. There to find fullness of joy. I sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I would love very, very much for you to have I'm going to start in depth into this one <laughs> next Wednesday night. But I had to get this one, this first message to you. So I'm going to combine both of them. I want you to have both of them. You can have what we call hard copies, and you can have digital downloads of both of these wonderful, wonderful books. What does he do? Number one. Hallelujah. He stirs up your nest. If you can shout amen to that, shout amen. Number two, he broods over you. She broods over you, that female nature of God. Then he shows you those mighty wings. Then, number four, number four, he carries you. The divinity of God is with you right now. The God that spread out the heavens, when you look at the starry sky tonight, wherever you know you are, you know this, God's got you covered. Your family's covered. Your future's covered. Your business is covered. Your body's covered. Your mind's covered. Your children are covered. Hallelujah. We plead the blood of Jesus over it all. Now, I'm going to ask you to stand with me and I'm just gonna be real honest with you, we need to hear from you. Many of you were unable to sow your resurrection seed. Some of you didn't get your tithe in last week, and we have an opportunity to do it tonight. Here's what I'm gonna encourage you to do. Every person, if you didn't get your tithe in, get your tithe in. If you didn't get your resurrection seed in, get your resurrection seed in. But tonight, for everyone who will sow a seed of $40, $40. If you can't sow 40, get as close to it as you can. Uh, if we were in the great tabernacle, I'd say if you can't sow 40, sow 400. Do what God is pleased with, amen? And 
I'm going to send you soaring with eagles, and I'm going to send you God's got you covered. You could have it by this time next week when I'm going to be teaching you from it. Taught this one tonight, but there's a whole lot more in here than I had time for. So in just a moment, I'm going to release you. In just a moment, because some of you have to leave this platform in order to sow your seed. Now, come on. You got you to gotta just stay with me. You got to say, if I was in the pew, I know that I'd be getting in my purse or my wallet or I'd be getting my text ready or I'd be getting ready to give online. We need to hear from you. Amen. The ministries are all going forward. We're still saving two and a half babies a day at the Women's Clinic of Columbus. We're still doing it. 61,841 people in just over a year have given their lives to Christ. Support that, will you? With a $40 or more seed in just a moment. Father, bless everyone who gives in this offering. Let them know how important it is. Help them to do it and bless them 30, 60, 100 fold in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.